0: Welcome to another exciting episode of Sports Social with Ed Easton here on Soundcast FM. We are live once again. A beautiful Thursday. Spring is definitely here. This feels good, right? You know, it's sunny. It's nice. A little not too cold, like a little bit of a nice little wind chill here if you're, you know, in the Brooklyn, New York area, New York City for that matter. a good feeling spring is here baseball's almost here really excited about that also excited with the fact that Alex Rodriguez may retire but then I'm getting scared again hearing that he may not retire at the end of the 2017 season as a Yankees fan you kind of like all right, let's not do the circus now. It's too early. It's, it's way too early to, to start the circus. Either you're going to retire or you're not going to retire. It really shouldn't be this huge, you know, long, drawn-out, oh, I may retire, I may not retire after my contract's up. Either way, he's not going to be a Yankee after 2017, so I guess I should be okay with that, right? Also got some breaking news. Probably broke around 15 minutes ago, I should say. RG3 officially signing with the Cleveland Browns. RG3 to the Cleveland Browns, how about that? I mean, I saw it coming for a while now, especially the way Hugh Jackson praised him and his professionalism and how he answered all the tough questions when they they met with him last week. I guess now it's just a matter of time you know, in, in regards to how he's going to fit into that offense, who's going to be a starting quarterback, will it be RG3, who I'm assuming it will be over Josh McCown. Can we please give up on the Josh McCown, you know, Band-Aid? He's the forever going to be known as a Band-Aid quarterback. He's that guy you get in that could possibly, in his best day, give you a 7-9 record. But he's not your starter. He's a great backup. Excellent backup. But not a starter. You're bringing RG three. You're rolling the dice. You're bringing in a guy that's injury-prone. Leaderships, you know, was questioned a little bit in Washington. But you're definitely bringing in a guy that has a lot to prove, and that could also be a good thing. He has a fire under his belly. You know, he's he wants to go out there. He wants to prove himself. He wants to win. And what better place than Cleveland? Cleveland has not had anything to be excited about for a while. We saw more of Johnny Manziel in parties or in that Snickers commercial than we actually saw him on the field as a starting quarterback. So what a great change of pace. What a great change of pace it would be to actually see RG3 as a starting quarterback, to feel comfortable in that role as a starter. I'm hearing rumors that Cleveland still would be interested in drafting a quarterback. I I wish they wouldn't because I would love to see RG3 and Josh Gordon hook up. Assuming Josh Gordon is allowed to play, because you know he was another one of those guys that rather smoke grass than run on it for a while. So it would be very interesting to see that t- those two really hook up, and I, I think that'll be a nice combination. And, you know what? A little bit of excitement for everybody in Cleveland. Not saying they're going to make the playoffs, but they'll win some games. RG3 is one of those guys that, when you look at his situation with the Redskins, he was so popular after one year. His rookie year, obviously getting hurt in the um, last game. He was just one of those guys that they thought was going to be there forever. I mean, the guy has Subway commercials, endorsements, everywhere. So now I ask, what do you do? What do you do if you have RG3, a guy that's really unproven outside of the one year he played in Washington, you're Hugh Jackson, brand new coach. Do you fully give him the franchise, or is this like a tryout base? Is this something where we just gonna, you know, let's let's figure it out? We'll we'll draft the rookie quarterback. You know, he'll play behind him. I don't think there's much the rookie quarterback's gonna learn from RG3. The guy's still young himself. But is that the type of situation we're looking at here? Are we looking at a Kurt Warner, Eli Manning situation? In reality we're not because Kurt Warner was a Super Bowl winning quarterback but still I'm just curious to see RG3 just have a team for himself I, I understand no quarterback position you know is no quarterback job is safe unless your name is Drew Brees Eli Manning and Tom Brady no job is safe I get that but at the end of the day why not why not give it a shot have RG3, the guy that went out there, won the division for the Redskins when they weren't expected to win. That's a little like Kirk Cousins, but what, why not give him a shot to see what he has left? I think that'll be a fun little little, uh, little experiment if you're Hugh Jackson, who's known to be a guru for quarterbacks, right? The guy's such a great quarterback coach as well. I mean, let's see it happen. Let's see this experiment in play. I just want to see RG3 have an opportunity to shake off all the doubters, an opportunity to not worry about Shanahan and not worry about an injury, not worry about the team likes him, to start off brand new. You're a rookie all over again. That should be his mindset. Go to Cleveland at training camp. Play the preseason as if the regular season just started and win that job gotta win that job that's it there are no more Subway commercial win the job I'm really looking at that just looking at the Cleveland Browns they just dropped the uh, Dwayne bow and you know he was a waste the guy the guy was a waste Josh Gordon coming back if he officially is allowed to come back we're still waiting what an upgrade. Just like that. Just two players automatically changes the, the dynamic, the, the feel to your football team. They have a great tight end. The running back situation can be up and down, but you know what? This may be something the draft they could find. Why not Ezekiel Elliott at running back? Why not? Because I'm not a big football guy, but that's, that's what I would be thinking. I'm Probably, I'm, I'm watching the movie Draft Day a little bit too much, but get the running back. You already have a quarterback you just picked up that you're gonna have to roll a dice on a little bit. Josh Gordon's coming back. He's a top flight wide receiver. Let's be honest with you, he is. And you have an all pro tight end. Optimism? Why not? Still got a pretty decent defense in Cleveland. There's a team that can scrape out 8 wins. And I say 8 wins because you're in the same division as the Baltimore Ravens who are going to be better. Pittsburgh's always good. And oh yeah, the Cincinnati Bengals, when they're not fighting, they're pretty good too. It should be an interesting marriage. An interesting partnership when it comes to uh, to RG3. But I think the people in Cleveland just want to see a winner. That's all they care about right now. And who could blame them? It's been a long time. Very long time for them. And once again it's Thursday. Our show is Monday through Thursday so it's our last one for the week. Today is also the return of NCAA March Madness men's basketball tournament, one of the craziest tournaments on record, in my opinion. A couple of good games today, as well as tomorrow and this whole weekend. A whole Sweet 16 lineup. I'm gonna go through that with uh Lincoln Ricketts. He's gonna chime in. He also is probably gonna comment on the fact that. We are in a bracket pool, and he is not doing too well because he also, like most of the country, chose Michigan State to win the whole thing. We're going to see his uh, breakdown, his excuse. I'm going to call it an excuse, not explanation. An excuse as to why he would go Michigan State. And also, our side... Uh, wager that we have going on in regards to Marcus Page, the uh, great point guard for North Carolina, as to whether or not he'll be drafted in this upcoming draft in the NBA. And by the way he's played lately, I can see that definitely happening. We'll break that down, get his opinion, as well as his Duke Blue Devils, because somehow Duke is still in there. Also gonna talk about Alex Rodriguez. Yes, the infamous Alex Rodriguez. Like I was just saying at the beginning of the show, will he retire, will he not retire? Is he a Hall of Famer? Do the Yankees really, you know, what is he gonna to bring to the Yankees this year? So many questions. When you bring up the name Alex Rodriguez, so many questions. Go ahead dive into that a little bit. And of course it is Thursday. For those that are wrestling fans, it is SmackDown, and we've been doing a lot of extensive coverage because this is the road to WrestleMania. WrestleMania, right around the corner, less than two weeks away, is WrestleMania 32. So, uh, David Dr. Harwell will, uh, will chime in, gives us his thoughts. Another injury, another surprise, another disappointment in Raw. We got Raw in Brooklyn coming up on Monday. We have a house show tomorrow actually at Madison Square Garden WWE Live. That's the Daniel Bryan appreciation. I'm gonna hear more about that and understand what that actually means. I just think it means, you know, sell more tickets. But who knows. So yeah, it's gonna be a fun show. Look at how we're gonna end the week off. Yeah, if you just wanna chime in. You don't have to be one of those guys I just listed. Number is 516 900 2278. Any questions you have in sports, any hot topics in sports, that number again is 516 900 2278. Or you can hit me up on Twitter as at Ed Easton Jr. on Twitter. I'm feeling good. You know, tomorrow's good Friday, so it's a, it's a, it's a good Thursday also. All right, and hey, you know I'm gonna play this song just because this is just an honor because it's my my sister's birthday was yesterday. So this is one of her favorite songs from one of her favorite groups. I'm gonna play it for her. You listen to Sports Social. We'll be back after this.
1: Step by step, ooh baby, gonna get to you, girl. Step by step. AHHHHH!
0: by step new kids on the block That's a throwback i mean it's throwback thursday why not right my goodness i mean i was you know it's funny because i was watching the video this is how the 80s really was this, this is how things happen funny stuff once again numbers 5169002278 2278 One of those days that, like I said, it's a chill day. Very relaxed Thursday. A lot of kids will be off tomorrow, apparently. for a good Friday. So this is kind of like Friday for a lot of people. It makes sense. You know what? Seeing that the NCAA tournament does come back today. In terms of the men's side, I should say. It is definitely worth noting that... All of these upsets and how they happen, you, you got to give a lot of credit to these these coaches. I mean, the coaches of these schools, like I'm talking about the Northern Iowa, you know, Northern Iowa blew it. They really get their players up for it. I mean, they don't feel beat down with the fact that they're number 15 seed, number 14 seed, etc. And you got to appreciate that. I feel like that's why a lot of these, uh, these coaches from these mid-major schools, they... Either go to a big school, or they get shots at the NBA. You know, I like looking at the Brad Stevens situation, and for the job that he did at Butler, and even better, the job he's doing with the the Boston Celtics. I mean, this team already is above 500. They're gonna finish the season above 500. Just a great job. definitely a great job all the way around and you look at what happened in regards to the teams and and how they go through changes over the years these schools always stay intact because like i said all these players stay four years and you know when that happens i mean it's going to be everybody staying together everybody has a formula it's not like the one and done schools that We're used to in terms of the big name, you know, Kentuckys and such. Anyway, I'm going to take a look at today's games. We have number three, Miami, taking on number two, Villanova. That's at 7 o'clock. It's going to be on CBS. And it's going to be an interesting matchup because I like Miami a lot. And Villanova surprisingly got out of the first two rounds, which is something they don't do often. I think Miami takes it here. Angel Rodriguez is a tough guy to guard. I mean, he, had, he dropped about 28 points the other day. He's one of those players that you have to find a way to stay in front of him. The guy gets past everybody. He uh, he just knows how to drive to the basket and finish. And that's something you don't see enough of when it comes to players in college. You know, just it's great to make the move, but finish when you're at the basket. So it's going to be very interesting to see how Villanova matches up with them. But I do see Miami taking this one. Should be a fun, like I said, should be a fun matchup. That's at 7:10 on CBS. Now on TBS at 7:37, we have number three Texas A&M taking on number two Oklahoma. Now, everybody is going to be talking about the fact that Oklahoma's been playing well. Texas A&M got very lucky, very lucky to win that game against Northern Iowa. But, you know, when you come up with teams like this, for example, with Texas A&M, whenever they get a a little bit more momentum and they, they, they win a big game like that, It changes the way they look at the game. It, it changes the way it's kind of like you gave them a second life, and because of that, it kind of leads to um, to big runs. And with big runs, which I think is going to happen with Texas a and I can see them definitely winning this game against Oklahoma. It's not going to be an easy one. But Buddy, you know, Buddy Held, everybody's talking about him. He's averaging 25 points per game. Probably going to be a National Player of the Year. I'm going to be interested to see how they match up with him. How do you stop him? It's always about the key players. You take the key player out of the situation most of the time in college. It's gonna to be tough. There's not that many superstar players out there. So what they do with uh, what they do with Buddy is gonna be very, very interesting. Also, number five, Maryland takes on number one, Kansas. That's at 940. I got Kansas all the way. Bellow Trumbull, you know, he had 24 points on Saturday against Hawaii, but that was Hawaii. Kansas has guys in their in their mid-30s I feel like playing on that team I just feel like they knew what they had to do against um Yukon they didn't really make it it wasn't even looking it didn't look close at all there wasn't any type of struggle at all against them so uh, I I honestly go with Kansas I just don't see that being a problem game for them number four Duke oh those Duke blue Devils They're the late game tonight. They're taking on Oregon, number one, and 955 on TBS. Is this the team that knocks off the defending national champions? I truly believe. I truly believe this is it. I think Oregon knocks off Duke. Duke has been getting getting lucky. Let's call it. They haven't blown out their opponents like they should have. Grayson Allen had a big game on Saturday at 29 points. I get it. But I think this is it. I think uh, they've met their match picking on Oregon. Oregon's really surprised me. I didn't have a lot of faith in them going into the tournament, but I feel like they played well in the first two games. They've done what number one seeds are supposed to do. I know they had a little bit of a a a slight shaking in uh, their round two matchup, but I see Oregon... Advancing to the Elite Eight, just a lot of weapons there. You know, uh, Elgin Cook, great player. I think he's, I think he's going to be the biggest difference with that. I know we're going to hear a lot about Brandon Ingram and such, but that's just the way I look at it. Tomorrow's games, we got number four Iowa State taking on Virginia. That's number one Virginia, I should say. Virginia's been one of the more impressive teams in this tournament. People are now picking Virginia to win the whole thing because Michigan State is out. I don't understand how that happened. I'm sorry. you got to really break that down to me because Virginia's a good team, but they're just not dominant. They've been good, but not dominant. Although I, I do have them beating Iowa State, so I have them going to at least the Elite Eight. At least. Following matchup. Number seven Wisconsin. The game winning Wisconsin taking on number six Notre Dame, who also hit a game winning shot. Looks like we have some opinions on this. We have a caller on the line. And
2: Lincoln, this, Lincoln, is,
0: Lincoln. this is Lincoln. Lincoln. All right. least I was worried about you for a minute. Wow. Why wow, would you be? Well, you know, besides the fact that your bracket is through,
2: um, on yours and yours, that's all. It's yours.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, I was okay. actually I was actually going through the the upcoming Sweet Sixteen games. As you know, we have a couple of them tonight. Uh, but I do want to start off, however, with the the status of your bracket. Is there any chance of life besides the fact that you're not going to pick the national champion?
2: Um. Again, like I said, I have two different brackets. The one that I chose for our pool. I chose Michigan State, and I lost, and that was a failure. It was. But the other one, I have Kansas, but I'm also in my top two out of 100 people, so it doesn't matter if I lose in our
0: pool. So how about that? Yeah, hear that? It doesn't matter if you lose in the pool. And this is the one where he created. I just (laughs) want to point that out to the audience ah, that's listening
2: but we didn't have to let the audience know that you just know it was collectible between us two and other it's okay and it,
0: what's the How grand prize that? again i'm still fuzzy on the grand prize yeah but let's just move on from that one okay yeah, the grand prize yeah. <laughs> so we're looking at the tournament right now and from the i never got a chance to actually talk to you about the uh, first two rounds what were your thoughts your overall thoughts of the first two rounds because they've been insane in my opinion
2: well it has been insane because look at north Iowa, like the imaginary shot from half court, no one expected that. But then again, it's March Madness, so you always see different things. But then you seen the Steph Curry shot um, from Wisconsin, who he, what he called it? He called it a Steph Curry shot. So it was pretty dope to see the first two rounds go through so many turmoil for the big city teams, and seeing the lower city teams actually having a chance.
0: And that, and that that's the thing, because when you see the way these these lower-seeded teams are playing, they're playing as if they're expected to win. There, there's so much confidence, I, I feel like, this year more than the past years, because we only had about probably one or two blowouts.
2: Yeah, I would say so. Only had one or two. The Duke game almost became a blowout, and they crept back in, but Duke still won. it. But that was like the only two, three games I've seen that were like, oh, the top-seeded team are the better team. But then again, it's all about matchups. So, and guard play in the past two, three years really haven't been shown as a different talent from the top seeded team to the bottom seeded, seeded team. I mean, look at Little Rock at Arkansas; Like, the guards are the reason why they won the game. But they're how they beat Purdue. So it's not really that much of a difference in the guard perimeter play.
0: Okay, so there's not much of a difference. I see uh, that. Now, I want to move forward to what we have today. Mm-hmm. Miami versus Villanova. I'm picking Miami over here. I know it's not much of an upset. It's a three versus two matchup. But, uh, I just yeah, like, that's something
2: I, we all expected. Yeah,
0: Yeah, like, I like Andrew Rodriguez a lot. I, I just I think he'll be such a problem for Villanova in the way they match up with him because no one can seem to stop him from getting into the paint. Correct. So uh, I know you said you took I Miami as Miami well. I took Miami as well. Okay. I Miami as well. All right, so we agree on that one. Uh, the next game, mm-hmm. we got Texas A&M taking on Oklahoma.
2: Well, you already know who I'm picking. <laughs> Are you a big you Buddy know? fan, huh? Yeah, I am. I am a Buddy, and he proved it the last game. I mean, twenty-nine points, I believe, in the second half alone. With just, he is the Seth Curry of basketball, the NCAA. And the reason I say that, wow. not talking about his just, I'm not talking about the scoring wise. You know how Phil Jackson said he's Abdul Ruff, and everyone got crazy over that. <laughs> I'm just talking about yeah. the style of play. We don't see, typically, college players running up to three automatically on a pull-up and just shoot threes, like 10 threes a game. He's the only one that's doing that. And who's his counterpart in the NBA that's doing that? Seth Curry. But, yeah, but-, so, but his jump shot is actually very lethal, as you've seen when he hit two straight threes and layups upon layups against, I forgot the team they were facing, but he just dismantled them on his own.
0: Now, they're talking about him as being a National Player of the Year.
2: Yes, yes, they should.
0: And here's my thing, you know. I, honestly, and this happens every year when we come up to the draft time, because I, I can't see him staying in school. But no, this is last year. Oh yeah, last year. No, well, so he yeah. stayed all
2: year. Yeah, he stayed us all entire year. So uh, he has to go. And the fact that he's done so well in his last year that there's no way, nowhere else but up to go. Especially all the whole Ben Simmons thing and other players. I think he's a top three pick legitimately.
0: Top three pick possibly can steal that number one spot. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's happened before with Okafor. He was the number one guy Texas. last year they're the whole way.
2: Just know that. They're being Texas. <laughs> and that will be known they're being Texas. Because I don't think they have anyone to stop them.
0: Okay. Okay. So we got And that. But the thing is, it,
2: it's not about Buddy himself because the first half, they were leading by 10, 12 off their other perimeter players, like Cousins. And, like, they just focus on him so much that they forget that Oklahoma is a number two seed, a top ten all year round, not just because of one player. So I think they just have enough weaponry just to de- defeat Texas maybe by, like, seven. Depends how the game goes at the end.
0: Hmm. Okay, it sounds good. Sounds good. All right, once again, we got uh, Lincoln Ricketts on the line. We're, start- we're talking March Madness, college basketball returns today. Now, the other game we have, uh, Maryland versus Kansas. I'm taking yeah, I'm taking Kansas now. one. I just feel like Kansas has way too many uh, 30-year-old-looking guys out there yeah, that just had yeah. the experience.
2: Maryland has a stud, but you know Kansas is just they're just too old. Perry Ellis wants to leave school now. He's been there for 10-year <laughs> doctorate. I, I think he's just ready to win a championship.
0: Uh, Mellow Trimble. I mean, you know, for Maryland, uh, like I said, talented mm-hmm. guy. I'm still I'm not really high on him. I don't know what his situation is. If he's gonna come out. I don't think he's that great.
2: He made to Sweet 16. He's going to leave. Like, hey, people are watching me. I'm out.
0: <laughs> I mean, I really don't. Personally, I don't think he's that great a player. I think he has a lot to work on. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, he's going to come out. But I agree with Kansas on that one. So we'll take that as a sweep. Uh, we got Duke. You versus- already know the next one. You
2: already know. It. Why, why? Why Why do you <laughs> even bring it up? Because you already know who I'm picking. Even though I picked Orion to win on my bracket, I don't care. <laughs> Rule my bracket. I want Duke to
0: win. Um, I definitely I took to Duke, I definitely took Oregon. I should say I would not take Duke. There's just no way. Elgin Cook. I feel like is gonna actually be cooking today. So uh, I'm not really uh, not really too worried. My thing is with Duke. They they're not the same team that intimidates people. You know, in past uh-huh. years with Duke, you had to battle them. You had to fight them. This team right uh-huh. here, if you hit them hard one time and actually get off to a good start, they're not coming back.
2: That is true. That is true. And I agree with that. But there's a huge but. I don't think they're going to get off in a batched start. They haven't done that in the past five, six games. They actually had great starts. The only reason they lost was in the uh, tournament because they let a the team come back on them, and that's something that can defeat them in this tournament. But the thing is, though, the only reason they lose is by rebounding. They can't rebound for nothing. So they only win by free throws and Grayson Allen and Ingram going off, and that's it. <laughs> Okay, now is going to have a turnover here or there. That's just going to be mind-boggling, and that might end the game for them. <laughs> so, I mean, but like I said, if Ingram just becomes a point guard like he's been doing for the past two games and showing off his all-around talent. I think they have a good chance of defeating Oregon, but I'm not going to lie. I had Oregon defeating them in this round.
0: All right, now let's move quickly on to Friday. Iowa State versus Virginia. I have Virginia in this one even though I feel like Virginia is is going to benefit so much off of the fact that Michigan State's not around.
2: I have Iowa State. I, really? There's
0: something about
2: them. I feel like they are a team that's going to be like, hey, guys, we're just going to upset a number one team. I think they're going to be the first ones to do it. I don't think it's going to be Duke. I don't think it's going to be Maryland. I think it's going to be Iowa State.
0: Okay. Iowa State, wow. that's a, That's a bit of a surprise. For me, that's a bit of a surprise. I didn't expect you to go that route. Now, when it comes to and, and I'm looking at the next matchup right here, mm-hmm. Wisconsin, Notre Dame. You talk about two teams that had some pretty thrilling wins in order just to get to the Sweet 16. Mm-hmm. Number seven Wisconsin, number six Notre Dame, probably didn't expect to be this far. Do you think Wisconsin? I, did. I
2: actually have them far. Really, Wisconsin? Yeah, Wisconsin. Other than Michigan State, what other team really does well in the tournament? Wisconsin, no matter if they're a two seed, a one seed, a ten seed, a seven seed, a six seed, they've always been going but quite to the 16 seed or elite eight. It's such so, a
0: different Badger team. They don't have the the Hall of Fame head coach around this year. I, I didn't see. Well, like I said, it took a game winning shot in order to get them here against yeah, Zeta.
2: But they're. But then again, they are what a seven seed. They weren't supposed to win the last game, you know. And because of a game winning shot they made this far, and they're facing a team that's. Let's, let's be real, it's productively around their talent, around their system, around their scheming. So this is a game that they really can take. It's not like it takes a buzzer beater to do it.
0: All right. No, that's fair. That's fair. I'll let that one rock. Okay, now I'm going to keep moving down. Gonzaga versus Syracuse, 11 seed versus the 10 seed. I got Gonzaga.
2: Mm. I mean, Gonzaga has their own type of stud, but I'm going with Syracuse.
0: Okay, Syracuse. I mean Syracuse has been a surprise. I didn't expect him to even make the tournament, let alone make it to the sweet sixteen. Mm. I didn't have him at all. I had him as one of my top four out. But uh I like Sabonis for Gonzaga. He's been really good. they haven't had a an answer for him. Any team hasn't have. I mean, let's be honest, mm. number eleven Gonzaga, they were such they were rated so low. And to me it was an insult for a team that always brings it during tournament you know, during tournament mm-hmm. time. And I see them beating Syracuse. I, I just can't see Syracuse making it this far to the Elite Eight. So uh, I'm going with them. But the game of the, the whole Sweet 16 that everybody's oh, talking about, man. the main one, the main event. Oh, Lord. Number five, Indiana has the nerve to take on the top-seeded North <laughs> Carolina. Like okay,
1: the
2: nerve. Oh, my God. <laughs> the
0: top-seeded I hope you guys so
2: badly. North Carolina I Tar really Heels. I am going to really go crazy
0: do. tomorrow night watching this game it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch of course I got North Carolina taking it I'm curious to hear what you have to say
2: I would have to agree with you only on the small part of them winning not because it's a game of the year game of the time or they even have the nerve to play <laughs> yeah, just going with North Carolina
0: you go with North Carolina because they will be led by the great senior point guard who is only 12 yeah, this points. Is this is my time. This 12 is my points. Time. He's I only 12 just, points behind Michael speak. Jordan in the yeah, all-time scoring. Oh, uh, <laughs> God. Let, let me end it real quick. Let me end it real quick. Before you go, let me end it real Please quick. Do. Please do. We had this, and I was, I was bringing this up to the audience, we had this whole thing with Marcus Page. It's kind of a wager that we have going on between you oh. and uh, Stan Talies as well because you guys don't believe that the great Marcus Page will be drafted in this year's NBA draft.
2: Mm-mm, I don't
0: I don't now we're not going to break down the, the you know the the details regarding it mm-hmm. but we're not but I, I no want real quick I, I want to hear Randall's. I want you to say real quick before you go why Marcus mm-hmm. Page should not be drafted because I need this on tape
2: because there's going to be a random European, a European player that's will get drafted before him simple as that there's going to be like maybe 10 12 European picks in the second round and you gonna be wondering damn why are they picking up Marcus Page and then all of a sudden, they're going to get drafted from somewhere else, some random of all randoms is going to kill in their combine or pre-draft <laughs> workouts. And Marcus Payne is going to be sitting there with the 59th and 60th pick, and they're going to pick Ugla Vesilis from like Yugoslavia. And you're going to be tight, and you're going to be mad, and I will no remorse how, how I win my bet.
0: I'm going to go to the draft and actually wait until he's picked. You can do that. I will be there in my house.
2: Watching it and laughing. And I hope they zoom in your face when, like, the 60th number is called. I'm holding up a sign. I'm going to hold Page, up a sign, <laughs> And you're going to look like the Knicks kid when has uh, got chosen. <laughs> and I'm going well, to
0: we'll, laugh. We'll definitely see about that. Uh, yes, yes, Lincoln, yes. as always, thank you for uh, calling in, man. No problem. All right. Have a good one. So- I mean, the nerve. Like, people don't understand. Like, Marcus Page, man. The guy's about to be – he's about to pass Michael Jordan the all-time – Scoring list for North Carolina. Why does that not matter to people? That's a huge deal. All right, well, speaking of which, like I said, Indiana versus North Carolina, I think it's going to be a great game for tomorrow night. And it's really the... It's one of those things where I think, like, you never see Indiana, North Carolina, Kentucky all play each other that often anymore. They're legendary schools, and just to see how... Everybody's gonna be watching it, and the way they have it set up, in terms of the broadcasting of of it, it's gonna be a legendary game. I'm, I'm excited. Gonna be in front of my TV watching it if I'm able to, because we're celebrating birthdays at night. So, a lot of family birthdays, a lot of Aries. There's a lot going on, but it should be all good. And hey, who knows? But like I said, gonna keep the music going. You listen to Sports Social. Right back. Yeah, now we bouncing. I like that. Come on, fellas.
3: Boys. A1, yeah, he said to hey, your mic, check this out, let's see if this one moves you, come on. Down, down, down.
0: Back right there once again, boys to man, Motown, Philly. And you know what? I'm just kind of keeping in that. You know, I, I played the first song, which was New Kids on the Block, because I said it was my sister's birthday and everything. You know, what? I'm going to keep that little trend going in terms of like groups and bands and things of that nature. So that's the most, that's the songs you're going to be hearing for the rest of the day. I have no problem with that. You got a problem with that? Call up 516 900 2278 at Ed Easton Jr. if you want to complain there. I'll retweet you if it's good. If it's profanity, I'm not going to retweet you. I'm just not going to do it. Sorry. But, uh, moving on. We definitely had this big thing that came across in regards to Alex Rodriguez. Now, A-Rod has always been an interesting situation, in, in my opinion, because even when before he was a Yankee, he just always seems to find a way to make the news, you know? Whether he does something really good or just does something really crazy or random, whether it's dating Madonna or, you know, taking a picture of himself kissing himself in a mirror. He just finds a way to draw attention. He's like a lightning rod, you get an A-Rod, lightning rod, for attention. I don't get it. I don't get what the thing is that, you know, gets him just wanting to be in the spotlight all the time. I don't get it. But, nevertheless, Alex Rodriguez is in the spotlight because he's saying that he may or may not retire. Now, this news has changed, I feel like, every other hour. And I'm definitely still trying to figure out what's true or not. He says... First, the whole thing on, you know, it broke on Sports Center. There's a big tweet that he was like, oh, he's retiring at the end of his contract. That's the, at the end of the 2017 season. So everybody was going to say, oh, okay, well, thanks, A-Rod. You're going to retire. We get it. You know, that whole thing. That's really what it was. But now we're hearing it's maybe a twist. He's not, maybe he's not interested in retiring after 2017. This is, it's just one of those things that you don't know. He's 40 years old. It's, it's, it's it's just, I, I, I'm so caught up in regarding to how to explain what Alex Rodriguez is. Because I think he's a great baseball player. I think he's a great baseball mind. If you've ever heard him during the uh, World Series, his commentary and his analyst, you know, analysis, I should say was Top notch, the guy knows baseball. Man, he's really knowledgeable about baseball. And if you could just keep him just talking baseball and just doing baseball related things, not you know, just nothing else, mostly like you can say about a lot of athletes, he's the best. Because him talking baseball, he was entertaining, he was smart, he-, he understood the game in and out. Man, the guy is just great. I hope. That's the next move because even if the Yankees don't make the playoffs, I look forward to hearing him once again during during the uh, playoff coverage because he's really good. Now, he signed that 10-year deal, $275 million. It's going to expire then in 2017. That's a lot of money, man. $275 million for 10 years. That's the deal he's on right now. it's it's just interesting when you look at Alex Rodriguez the numbers you know the 687 career home runs will he pass Babe Ruth this year that's the stuff that people are talking about will he be a Hall of Famer because of the steroid situation it's just it's things like that You you don't wanna you don't wanna bash the guy to death because I feel like if you serve that one year suspension without pay, you've paid your debt. You know that I think that's enough. He did one year. I didn't say he could afford it, but he did one year suspended the entire season for a guy who loves baseball that much. He came back last year. I thought he handled himself very well. He was definitely the biggest the biggest part of that Yankee season for us to at least make it to that one playoff game. But it's like when you, right when you want to jump on the bandwagon, when you want to have his back, when you want to say, "Man, Alex Rodriguez is the guy," you think something's gonna just bite you. You know, that's that's the problem with him. I think he's a Hall of Famer. I, I think that you, you gotta look at what he's done defensively, what he's done offensively. It just break it down. I, this is my opinion of how it should go when it comes to the Hall of Fame and. These guys that may have tainted records because of the steroids and all that. This is how I feel like it should go. Ready for this? Take their average they have for their entire career, what is, you know, their home runs, their, their RBIs, all of that stuff. And subtract a full season's worth of it from their total. And go from there. So if he hits, if he averages thirty-five home runs a season and one hundred and twenty RBIs, you subtract you subtract that from his grand total, no matter what his number is. And I think that's fair enough. And if it's like more than one allegation, then do it twice. You know, give him take two seasons off like that. I think that's the best way to do it in terms of for hitters. I don't know. Pitchers, probably the same deal. Take away the wins. Their their average win for their career, take it away. Oh, the average 11 or 12 wins or 14 wins, take away a full season's worth of wins. But like I said, I'm just throwing stuff out there. Pretty sure you guys have better ideas, but if I was doing it, that's how I would do it and then see where he ranks if he's still good enough to be a Hall of Famer after doing that why not I don't trust me I don't give him credit or give him props for you know doing what he did but I don't think he did it his entire career from his time with the Mariners his time with the Rangers there were some times there when he was just regular A-Rod, even with the Yankees. But he's been with the Yankees for a long time. People forget for 12 years with the Yankees. He may, you know, retire as a Yankee. He's been to the Yankees 12 years. But yet, we still act like he's brand new every single year. It's things like that that we're still trying to... um We're trying to figure that out. I personally would like to... I would personally like to see what A-Rod would do for the rest of the season. I think he has a ton left in the tank. And with that being said, you know, I'm getting messages now saying some... Not so nice things about Mr. Rodriguez. But I do think he could play to maybe 40, 44, 45 years old. He could swing the bat. The guy can still swing the bat, man. Playing the field's a no-no, but he could swing the bat. The DH is going to help him forever. His knowledge of the game, like I said, I want to see him as an analyst also. So he has a future in this league. If they could put Pete Rose back to being an analyst, hey, Alex Rodriguez is pretty well set. And remember, Pete Rose, you know he never cheated. He never cheated baseball. He just bet on it. And he's gonna forever have that lifetime ban. It's always, it's always something. But I feel like the Yankees have a plan. They got these young players that are about to come up. I know the Mets think they own the town right now, but that's all. You know, that's all just hype for right now. And I know there's Mets fans that are listening. And I I do want to speak directly to Mets fans. How long do you think you can keep all these young pitchers happy? Now, don't get me wrong. You've You've been blessed with a nice array of young pitchers. But how do you keep them happy? You have to pay all of them. They all deserve top dollar. You already He's dealing with Matt Harvey. You know he's not going to stick around long. And now, you know, DeGrom, he's already starting to, to, to let that rub off on him a little bit. We talk about the Yankees and their window closed. The, the Mets have a window. It's open now. But for how long? That's the question. I love their farm system. They just dropped Tejada. The Mets have to win within the next two years. That's my opinion. To be the best team right now, they have to win within the next two years. I see four years. I'm getting messages saying four years. I think the next two years are critical for the Mets. You got, you got prime Cespedes. You got a little bit still left in David Wright, health-wise, to still be your everyday third baseman. It's a lot going on there the Mets fans are still very arrogant about it they're very cocky about that situation I do think that the Mets have the foundation of winning it for years. but two years to me is in my opinion right there you you have all these these players that they have to get paid Conforto you're gonna have to pay him soon even more than what he's getting Granderson's going to get old. Lagaris What is Lagaris Is he going to be a guy that you keep around just to play off the bench? Still a lot of questions. You know, Herrera's there in the, in the minors. I don't know, Mets fans. Trust me. I enjoy the excitement. It's great. Oh, yeah, we're the bets. You know, we're doing well. I get it. I get it. Trust me. But do you are you sure? You feel confident with Terry Collins as your uh, your manager? Does he push the right buttons? Is it going to be another situation where he gets yelled at by his pitcher and he's forced to just you know, not forced, but he feels that he has to leave him in the game, even though he's done. I don't think many managers would have cared. I've seen plenty of games where the, the pitchers like keep me in the game, and they get taken out anyway. That doesn't happen with Joe Torre. That's never happened with Tony Larusa. That, to me, I felt like has been very uh, beat down. I, I felt like you know, uh, Lucas Duda got beat up pretty bad in, in regards to that a bad throw. It was a horrible throw. I get it. But do you really believe Matt Harvey should have still been in the game in the ninth inning? I know I'm bringing up old wounds for you Mets fans, but this is something that I'm just curious to know. What do you guys think, you know? 516-900-2278 at Eddie Jr. on Twitter. I feel like as Mets fans, you know, you guys, it's good to be excited. It's good to have everybody On your side, the Mets are so exciting, they're amazing again. They're amazing, but now the spotlight is fully on you, guys. You're expected to win. Can you deliver? The hunters are now going to become the hunted. The big transition, big change. I'm just curious to see if you guys are ready for that. I know as a Yankee fan, that came with the territory. But hey, what do I know? Heading into the second hour, we're definitely going to be talking some WWE. Definitely taking your calls. Once again, number's 516-900-2278. It's the last show for the week. We'll be back on Monday. But uh, we got plenty more to go. This is Sports Social, Wedd Easton, we'll be right back.
3: Yeah, Spider-Man and Freezing, full of fact. Uh-huh. You ready wrong? I'm ready. You ready to I'm ready, Slick, are
1: you? Oh yeah, Take it down. Girl, I must want you. I sense something strange. Yo, situation is Let's cure it, cause we're running out of time. It's all so Relationships they seem from the start. It's all so when love is not. Was in some
3: low, scheming on hot money and the whole shit, the low pro ho, should be cut like an afro, so what you saying, huh, she's a you, but I know she's a loser, how did you know me and a crew used to do her? and ask him to be with a high power check Michael Williams and I'm running the show Bell, 50-Vol Now you know your Slick
1: Blow
0: social a little bell bib, of Devo. how about that poison just hope that's not the case for the Yankees this year with Alex Rodriguez let's just keep the uh, controversy down to a minimum that's all I ask keep the controversy low once again this is sports social 516-900-2278 I'm at Easton And apparently I, uh, you know, I annoyed a couple of Mets fans. Got a couple of texts regarding the, uh, their thoughts on me calling out their team. You guys got to get used to this, Mets fans. I keep saying this a million times, all right? You're under the microscope for the first time in so long. What do you expect? This is going to happen. Everybody's going to now start to pick and look at little things, going to say who's making money, who's not making money, who's not playing well, who's, you know, not living up to their contract. You guys are not going to be the little surprise, the darlings anymore. Same thing with the Cubs. The Cubs have to realize that you guys are favorites now. You're no longer the lovable losers. So it's, it's just things like that. You can't get all upset because someone talked about the Mets. Because you're going to hear it a lot more on bigger platforms. Trust me. All I'm saying is all these great Mets fans out there. The real Mets fans, I should say. Not the ones that became Mets fans towards like August, September, you know, of last last year. Enjoy the moment, but keep it within reason. Still haven't won the title. Came close, but almost doesn't count. I think there's a song called that. Until you go down the Canyon of Heroes, you're just another team. That's it. That 2000 team made the World Series, but they didn't get it done. The team in the Bronx did. That's really what it comes down to. So, like I said, I'm looking forward to the uh, baseball season. I saw the game that they had in Cuba between uh, the Tampa Bay Rays and I believe it was the Cuban National Team. It's good to see like that there is some type of, of travel over there, that there is some type of momentum in terms of those relations. President Obama is over there. Things like that. I love that I'm still getting messages, threatening messages from Mets fans. So that means you know I've hit a chord because if, usually if, it, if you if you respond, that means I've hit a chord, and you guys feel some type of way. And I get it, but I love the fact that you're defending your Mets, your Mets team. I love it. You're supposed to defend them. That's what it's all about. But back to the more important things. President Obama doing a visit down there. Baseball being played down there. The World Baseball Classic, I believe, is next year. It's a good thing. I mean, we talk, we don't talk about baseball enough as being America's pastime, but it, it always is. It's always been that game. Basketball, football, up there, but baseball is always forever going to be known as America's pastime. even through the ups and downs, we'll still come back to baseball. Things like that, just gotta keep in mind. Now I've read some things, um, especially online, and you know, I don't like to get too much into like the political stuff. I-, I feel like there's a lot of different outlets that do a better job of going deep into those situations you talk about like Barack Obama and you know his preferences and he's he's a basketball guy he did the he always does the bracket every year and uh, I personally I don't really care if he does the brackets well if he's a baseball fan if he's not a basketball fan I know George W. Bush huge baseball fan with the obviously Texas Rangers and such I don't care I don't think that should be a big deal when you talk about the president of the United States, it's, I like care about the president can do his job, his or her job. That's all that should matter. So any type of criticism about oh why is he doing a bracket or why is he at a Chicago Bulls game? Why? Why not? Why, why is you know why is George Bush at a, at a baseball game? It should not matter. The only time it should matter is if the job is not being done. Now, when we say the job not being done, there's always different interpretations regarding that. Hence why I will never go too deep into detail because you have a million reasons why the person's doing their job and a million reasons why they're not doing their job. Simple as that. So, he was down there at the game. Starting to build the relations with Cuba. Something that I, I didn't think... Could happen for so many years. There's been so much tension. Part of the job, right? Speaking of tension, there'll be a lot of tension for people looking forward to WWE WrestleMania less than two weeks away. A lot of excitement, a lot of worry. Especially now that it's on its way to New York, I think there's already a, a bunch of uh, superstars going to New York now doing press because there's a show tomorrow at Madison Square Garden House Show. And I believe they call it Daniel Bryan Appreciation Night. And if you don't know who Daniel Bryan is, he had to retire. He's a very popular wrestler in WWE. had to retire because of multiple concussions early. And they're going to have a appreciation night for him at Mass Square Garden tomorrow. House show, not for TV. And to get more information on that, I had to call the only guy who is a doctor. I didn't know there was a doctor in it, but he is a uh, doctor of wrestling. And as always, for all the latest information, there is Dr. Black.
2: Hey, people. <laughs> What's going on, brother?
0: How's it going, man? So, let, let, we got All the road to WrestleMania well underway. Yes, yes, yes. Tomorrow, everybody, the WWE has made its way to New York City. Yep. Tomorrow is the house show at Madison Square Garden. It's supposed to be Daniel Bryan Appreciation Night. What are you hearing in regards ooh, ooh. to that?
2: Ooh, that that that's no longer happening.
0: Oh, see, that is no longer happening. What happened?
2: Uh, scheduling conflict. Oh. So that got postponed. Really, show still going on, but <laughs> just that aspect of the show got.
0: Going to be a lot of people upset about that. They were buying tickets, hope saying that it was a uh, Daniel Bryan appreciation night.
2: Yeah, no, the ch- yes, yes, yes,
0: and now they're going to be saying no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, so, so- is is a scheduling conflict with Daniel Bryan? Yeah.
2: Really, he he requested time off, and they granted it. Uh, they granted it, and. After
0: that, now, now they're stuck to it. <laughs> Basically,
2: so, yeah, pretty much. They, they 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 gave they gave everybody the, the uh, shaft, as, as they would say.
0: Yeah, well, that's what happens. You know, you gotta do business.
2: So, oh, so you'll be hearing my controller in the end of that, bro. So okay, well, well, oh, that's a,
0: that's okay. Well, let's just see. <laughs> let's go through the th- let's go through the situation now. You have got WrestleMania coming up Tomorrow's yep. Show what is what, any do you know anything about tomorrow's show in in particular that people should care about? They want to go out and uh, buy tickets or not?
2: I mean, if you want to see Triple H Russell.
0: Who's Boris he who's Mania, he fighting?
2: Uh he's gonna be in a tag match with Sheamus versus uh, Ambrose and
0: uh, Reigns. Okay. I mean that's basically the only reason to watch it. It is like a thirty minute Iron Man match.
2: No, it's a tag team match, regular tag team. No match. no, but
0: there's another match, there's a Iron Man match, right?
2: Oh, I'm I'm not too some- if there is, I'm not too sure. I, I don't pay attention to house show cards. often.
0: So. <laughs> I guess nobody pays attention to house card house show cards because nothing really changes. I, I it's,
2: it's, just, it's just a regular day in the neighborhood without like pyrotechnics and a <laughs> little in a little small stage. And obviously, they're not coming back to like. Well, I can't say that they're not gonna go back to MSG. I like a TV taping because it's too expensive,
0: I mean, right? Right.
2: So that's why everything's at Barclays, like RAW that I'll be attending. So
0: and oh, well, you know, let's let's fast forward to RAW, okay? Because I'm actually thinking, I'm still considering whether or not she go to. You should go.
2: It's the last one before the before the pay per view.
0: Okay. You know, I've been hearing different thoughts on this, and I've I got to be honest with you, I'm a little disappointed with the way the card is looking for WrestleMania.
2: But can you blame them? They have, like, 8,000 injuries.
0: No, I mean, I can't blame them, but I still want to see better, a better product, you know? I mean, if, if you have to go out and sign people, if they didn't go out and sign AJ Styles, where would they be for right no, now?
2: For no—oh, God. They have, they'll be in the drink. Right? Uh, they'll be—well, actually, no, they wouldn't, because they have a solid— uh, I don't want to call it developmental system, because all those guys are really, really good. So, but they have, a, and they have a very solid, like, uh, well, yeah, NXT is solid. I can't call it developmental, though. But it's, like, you could have called somebody up from there if they wanted to, to supplement the card. I mean, you got, they did, actually. They called Zayn up. They did call him up. But, him. Um, yeah, but it's, like, you have, um, what's his name, Joe, who you could have called up. Uh, Finn, you could have called him up. Um, so you have I mean, you had options. It's not like you, you didn't. Well, I would say I, I'm kind of happy they signed Styles. I can't say you didn't need Styles because they kind of did. But
0: <laughs> oh, definitely needed them, yeah.
2: But uh yeah, it's well worth. I mean, it was well worth the price of admission. That's kind of the only reason. Well, two reasons. Obviously, why I'm going to rough to see him, and then to see uh, what's his name. It's the final role. Was uh, what's it? Before WrestleMania, plus it might be Undertaker's last appearance.
0: Yeah, and that's Ever. that's that's the thing. What are your thoughts on that? Because I didn't expect it to be his last one, dude. He's fifty-one. I, well, I mean, I get that, I get that, but they didn't really, you know, this is it, it came out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, you know, that's my whole point.
2: Because he looks like he's getting in in better shape than he has been. In in recent years, I mean, the man did just deadlift like 500 pounds. No problem. And jumped like four inches off of her. No problem. And he just turned 51 actually today. So uh, happy birthday to him.
0: Oh, is Undertaker's birthday today?
2: Yes, it is today. He turned 51 today. Interesting. And, and um, it's just one of those, I guess, even though. He's still performing at a high level, sort of. It's time for him. I guess that's how he's looking at it. Like it's time for me to just hang it up. Because what is there left for him to do except go into the Hall of Fame? Like seriously, he has no reason to wrestle at Mania anymore. Because the streak is dead. He he's not he's not going to go to World Title Run because. Let's face it, he's again he's a part timer and he's fifty one years old. So what's the point of him still, you know, trying to go at a high level? Oh,
0: that that this, makes at sense. This point it, no, that that makes perfect sense. It's it's just one of those things where you're like
2: I mean, he has a he has a young uh I don't know if he I think it's a daughter he has one Michelle cool, I can't remember. Okay. So okay, yeah, so young he, child
0: at home. So, but then, he has but, his wife. But then we're expecting they're going to close the show. They've announced that that's going to be the the match that closes the show.
2: Yeah, yeah, Well, if it if it does close the show, and it and it should, then um, yeah, it's because he's going out, and everybody just saying thank you, thank her. So, like, it's going to be like WrestleMania 30 all over again. When, like we're going to be all in awe. Like, oh, Aw, he's done. But I think it's his call. Obviously, it was his call to say, alright "I'm hanging it up." I mean, they made the big fiasco. You've done this for 25 years at Survivor Series, you know. It's about time. It's yeah. I don't want to say it's long overdue, but it's it's time. It's time he hang it up. So it's one of those. I kind of want to reference Frozen. what they say let, let it, it go, go, let it go, wow. let it go.
0: We've we've, we've, we've reached the frozen levels of Let It Go. Okay, so Undertaker, Undertaker, this is his uh, solo. So that's fine. That's one of the reasons to make this WrestleMania memorable. I guess you know that. Yeah, it'd
2: be memorable. I mean, the biggest crowd they're ever they'll ever have because let's face it, what's bigger than uh, Jerry's World? There's no place bigger than Jerry's World. Then you have, um, what? that match to close it out as you said as you amply pointed out then you have pretty much well I want to say a stop card because the cards aren't stopped you have Sting's Hall of Fame induction who's probably going to end up retiring as well because of injuries. Yeah, there's nobody else. He's not. And,
0: and there's nobody else to fight for so. yeah, if he did fight Undertaker what's the point that's what everybody yeah, we've been wanting that for years like what happened
2: yeah it's one of those matches that we would have, we, we, we would have loved to see because it was one of those what if situations. But like, like, what if the the goat of this company versus the goat of the other company? Like, who who would have prevailed? Like, that's what it would have been because Sting is the goat of the ECW. Undertaker is probably the goat of WWE. All
0: right, I'm on the phone once again with uh, Doctor Black from the Doctors of Wrestling, and I, and I was listening to some of the uh, last podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys are very, uh, you know.
2: <laughs> yes, we're 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 over the top. We're eccentric. Yeah. We're like yeah. Dean Arrow.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's that's one way of putting it. You know, so definitely listen to that on our SoundCloud. Um, here's my thing.
2: Yes,
0: I, I do want to want to get into this part because you're looking at the matches. You see the seven man um ladder Latter match. Man. Zach Ryder's <laughs> in the match. He obviously is in it only because Neville got hurt, right? Yep. That's, that's the only reason. That's the only reason. In that, I'm like Zach Ryder. Zach Ryder's got a, a, a match of importance at WrestleMania.
2: That he's just probably, you know, what he's there for to take a ladder spot. He's gonna get destroyed. Oh, I know. In a ladder spot.
1: Oh yeah.
2: That's what he's there for. He's there. He's there to be somebody's. Uh, I, see, I can't say it on your. No, film. no, you can
0: say it on you mine. You can say it on your but podcast. But yeah. But you know what I want to say. I know what you want to <laughs> say. <laughs> but
2: I, he's I pretty much. I think he's going to get power by Kevin Owens, like through a ladder, like massively hurting Zack Ryder's poor poor little evil body.
0: Do you think this may be his last match? <laughs> Even though he doesn't <laughs> want it to be. This could be his last match at WWE. He's like, all right, well, you know, we're going to get the best out of you here. We're, we're going to
2: destroy Zack. We're, we're not going to give him a chance to survive. He's not going to walk away. There's no way.
0: My goodness.
2: Dude, he's a whipping boy. Like, come on. The high bro. He's a chopper.
0: Seriously. Yeah, he is. He's a jabra. I mean. uh,
2: like he had his run when he when they had um, the Eve Torres and yeah, and then he got kicked in the groin. Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: Like, dude, you 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 never been that good. I mean, he had the United States Championship. It's only because he came up with that fe- the fake uh, what was it the TV, internet the internet
0: champion. Yeah, he still has a mil- yeah. like a bunch of followers. He has a crazy following on social media.
2: Yeah, but that's because he was doing that. And then WWE got a hold of it, and they said, nah, 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 you're not doing this no more. <laughs> and then they got passed. And then that show got passed by the JBL and Cole show, which is no longer on. Yeah, I know. But that was actually a funny show.
0: Surprise, surprise. I'm they never just translated it over to the network. But, you know, that's nah. a whole other story.
2: This too much. There's, the, oh, the funniest show on the network is Edric Christian.
0: Uh, oh, it's a great show. That show is excellent.
2: That show breaks down the fourth world beyond
0: anything. It's funny. <laughs> it's funny. It's it's really it's entertaining actually. Which you you know which is what they needed for the networks and yeah, it was really good. I, I really liked this show.
2: They they when they said uh, things with with AJ Styles was it things that they will never WWE will never mention? Yeah, <laughs> they mentioned the Bullet Club and then they came out and said TNA, the place he wrestled from 2002 to 2014. And then they put Trish, uh, Leader and Al- uh, Tess, and Albert t- as TNA.
0: <laughs> people
2: don't remember that. Yeah, I remember that. And it's just like, oh, yeah, that's the place he ran
0: <laughs> I just love that they got a TV-14 rating, at least. You know, they're not oh, PG. Yeah. I like that.
2: Oh, yeah, because that, that show breaks down, like, the fourth hole. They don't care. No. The last episode, they, uh, Big Foley said, I was thinking about uh, getting his scrotum, bro.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's... <laughs> These are the things that to talk about. But, uh, oh, that's the uh,
2: Christmas.
0: Yeah. But, um, I'm, I'm, I'm like, um, last thing, you said you're going to to show in Brooklyn. Yeah. You are going to be there early? Because um, I like to catch everything early. I'm going to pay to see Yeah, it. I'm yeah, I always see, show, I'm, up. I'm I always show dark up on matches. time. I'm catching dark matches.
2: Yeah, I always show up on time. Uh, except for the last time I went, but the, the December overall was trash.
0: I need to see Mark Henry in the dark match. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I know he's a dark match king right now. That's what I keep hearing like he's in all the dark matches. That's why he's there.
2: Dude, he does dark because they gotta evaluate talent. So they're like, "Oh yeah, who can we throw you in the ring with? <laughs> who can, who can legitimately? Who need, who needs a win that we like? But you know, we're not gonna put on t- the. I gotta put on TV tonight. Oh, okay, I gotta Mark see Mark Henry.
0: I gotta see some Damian Sandow uh, dark matches. Yeah, I'm surprised he doesn't get more. Yeah, they do nothing
2: with. The
0: last uh, time we seen
2: him was well. I Royal think we the Andre uh, Giant more. He was at
0: the Royal Rumble. Like he was. Yeah, that's the last time that's we the last him. time we saw him. Yeah. So uh, that's what <laughs> I'm there for. I, I came here early. I'll probably leave when the show starts. <laughs>
2: <laughs> nah, I don't think you're gonna do that.
0: Just checking. But uh, um, Doctor Black, as always, thank you very much for your insight. <laughs> no problem, sir. You know, though, so it's uh, yeah, can't, can't wait All right.
2: for it. All the rest of it. <laughs>
0: All right. All right, we'll be talking. All right, have a good one. Thank you. All right, that was Dr. Black from the Doctors of Wrestling. Doctors of Wrestling. Those guys are, are legit doctors. I didn't know that was possible. All right, we're going to take our final break here on Sports Social and uh, wrap the show up for the week with my uh, final thought. Once again, Sports Social, Ed Easton, here on Southcast FM. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh. Feels good.
3: good.
1: The time has come to enjoy myself. I've left my problems up on the shelf. The workday's over and I
3: got it made. Like Johnny Kemp said, I just got paid and I'm ready to mingle. Young man, single and free. Ready to get busy. Down to party, hearty and have a good time. All I need is a party. Hope they might say they're down to the paint the town red tonight. Look in the closet and pull out the hype here. Hook up the high top fade and I'm outta here. To a disco or a party of some kind. Hope that I would find myself a good time. Before I'm through and the night is done, man, I'm gonna have fun. Ain't
1: gonna
3: of the world seem miles away. The only thing that matters is a good time that can be had with the help of a good rhyme. The DJ's hype more than up to par. Uh Uh-oh, there goes a cutie at the bar, so I stroll on over and say hi, and tell her I'm the P-L-A-Y. And when she likes to dance a while, I'll do anything to see you smile, you You see? see. My job is to take you higher. After a couple of songs, I'll inquire. Having fun? Well, I ain't done. The best is yet to come. Kid. We shall sure have good fun while it lasted. Hung out with friends and hit the skins. Next week we're gonna do, do it, it again.
1: Again, again. again.
0: gonna hurt nobody to feel good once again it's a thursday here sports social with ed easton pretty fun show i mean we had a little bit of everything you know we talked a little college basketball talked about alex rodriguez got mets fans upset you know the usual stuff i mean mets fans are upset all the time but i'm gonna, I'm gonna leave the mets fans alone you know, talk about we had, we had Doctor Black on. We just finished talking about the Road to WrestleMania and all the different stuff going on. Just nice, chill, relaxed. Good Fridays tomorrow. People taking a day off. A little rest and relaxation. We'll be back on. Uh, we'll be back next Monday, unless told otherwise. Until further notice, we will be back next Monday with Sports Social. I do want to leave on this note. I just want to say for uh, everybody out there, because I have this, this um, not just me actually, me along with uh, Old Westbury Media, back in my college, SUNY College of Old Westbury. We do this event called Media Talks. It's gonna be the second year doing it, and I have an amazing panel once again this year. And I'm looking forward to just speaking to a lot of young students and and really just exposing and giving insight on what goes on in media and when I say media not just what we do like a lot, of, a lot of stuff we do even this show right here is very independent it's an independent station at Soundcast FM I have an independent brand and keep it a real sports and the show is done independently and I love there's a lot of great brands out there but there still has to be knowledge on how to make it in a corporate world. No matter what race you are, no matter what gender you are, there has to be knowledge of that. So the panel that I put together again is really just a representation of that. Young men and women who from that school, student college at Old Westbury, just graduated maybe five, six years ago and have made that jump into a corporate environment. Something that a lot of students have not really understood because you don't hear it from the point of view of somebody that's just maybe four or five years older than you. To answer those questions, to really get an understanding of what that actually means and and why it's important for us to be there is to really express the importance of what needs to be done while you're in school. Not only for your own personal brand, but how to be an adult in this business how to be a professional in this business cuz this is what you this is what we do for a living this isn't just like a hobby a lot of us do still do it as a hobby and i get that but for a lot of people this is what you want to do for a living you have to understand what goes into it the sacrifices the decisions that have to be made We're going to have a lot more information on it soon. But uh, it's going to be April 6th, Wednesday. And I'm really looking forward to it. I just wanted to really give a shout out to Professor Manfredi, the rest of the Westbury Media Department. I say that in particular because that's where really all this this happens, as well as the Career Center. There's something that we want to do every year, and uh, just really give back to students. Get back to the school that helped get us to this level. So that's just something I just want to put out there. Uh, thank everybody for listening today. We'll be back next week. Same time. Unless told otherwise. Have a good one.